Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. Well, I am super excited for this episode today because it's different than anything I've done so far. Actually, on today's uh, show, Stephen, Don, my boyfriend, the guy I do everything in life with, is going to be a guest with me. We got to sit down in our backyard, which was really nice. It was just the perfect end to a day. And we got to talk about a topic that I have been thinking about a ton, and that's how to deal with burnout and uh, how to set yourself up for success so that you're not reaching the point that things get so overwhelming that you're ready to throw in the towel. So it was a really fun laid back conversation in our backyard. And I think that you'll find some really cool tidbits uh, in this episode. And it was cool too, because when we started talking about the concept to do this today on a hike, and we were out there and I just said, man, it'd be really neat you know, knowing that not all of my listeners have partners or boyfriends or husbands, but it'd be really neat if we could get kind of like the man's perspective too on, you know, how much is on our plate and how much we try to do. And, um, so it was really neat to sit down with him. And of course, you know, he's just such a fun person to go through life with. So he throws in his humor there. Um, but it was really fun. And again, I hope that you find some good insight and we leave you at the very end with a couple challenges that we have both, uh, put on your plate for this week. So I think it'll be some fun things to keep you motivated and moving forward. Um, before we dive in though, I want to read, uh, the review of the week, uh, that comes from Amy Spoon and thank you so much. There have been some incredible reviews and I'm just humbled every time I read these, But more than anything, just to know that the words of encouragement and advice and the information and the the subjects, the topics, the community this is building is hitting home for so many people. And I can't tell you how awesome that is to be a part of that and to know that all of you are on this journey with me as well. So uh, this review comes from Amy Spoon and she says, so glad you decided there were not too many podcasts out there and jumped headfirst into the podcast world. Loving your guest lineup, each and every one so far has sparked encouragement and excitement for me, and I can't wait to follow along as the show progresses. Doing fantastic work. Keep it up. Amy, thank you so much, and a huge shout-out to everybody else who left a review. Um, You know, like I have said in, in the other episodes, it really is the catalyst in helping me give you guys more and to share this message with other women because again this is about building the community and letting you all know that we're in this together and you don't have to do it alone. So I will quit talking and get over to the good stuff. This interview with Steven was awesome and quite possibly one of my favorites so far and I hope that you enjoy. We're about to podcast in our backyard which by the way looks fantastic because two weeks ago it looked like a literal bomb went off literal bomb of wind and destruction and it's almost like a uh like a limb delivery service yeah from the sky came yeah well it's been nice because outside of you know the last couple of weeks we've had some pretty crappy weather i mean yes it could be worse but 
We're only thinking about ourselves now, so. Well, yeah, of course. It sucked. What else are we supposed to think about? So it's nice because it's like almost 70. We got to go and run Pisgah today, which uh, was a whole different beast of itself. That was perfectly timed, though. But it it kind of was. You know, I, I start to think to myself, I'm not very good at cardio in the afternoon. I really need to do it in the morning. <laughs> and then in the morning, I'm like, oh, I hate cardio in the morning. Yeah. I am not ready for this. So I've got to get that figured out. But You're a good afternoon cardioer. We just have to... You know what I feel like, though? I feel like my belly's just not, I don't know. This is hard to explain and probably doesn't even need to go on this podcast. But do you ever feel like kind of just heavy? Like, or like you're, you know, you're digesting. So your your intestines and your digestive system is just kind of like, hey, not really feeling it. Like that giant salad that I housed before I knew we yeah, were going to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah. that. Yeah, not good stuff. Just happened to feel that today. Anyway, we are doing another episode of the Her Inspired Journey podcast, and uh, you, babe, are the first male on the show. Hey, all right. So that's pretty cool. It's good to be here. I wonder Glad what. Here. I wonder what ladies are going to do when they get on and they're like, "Why <coughs> is there a man's voice on here? <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this? This guy? is Stephen. This is my better half. Uh, most of the time, he's my better half. Um, what, what percentage would you say? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> You'll have to listen to my other podcast <laughs> that you're not on. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was thinking about the concept of what I wanted to podcast about. And um, there's so many topics for me that I want to dive into. And I was explaining to a girlfriend of mine at the um, Salt Lake City ISE. I was like, there's so much that I want to talk about. But I feel like one of the most important things is to understand, like, where our mind goes and how it functions and how we can help better support ourselves to be more successful Rather than just dumping into the, you know, meat and potatoes, nutrition, or talking about fitness, or talking about so many different things, I feel like if we can first kind of like gather the troops and get our mind in the right spot, it will allow all of those things to be more successful, um, rather than, you know, trying to put all of the, the pieces in, you know, at the same time. Um, and I think mindset, and you would probably agree, is the most important aspect to really have a handle on is where the heck your mind is going and, and um, you know, the things that you think, the habits that you create, a lot of that stuff is really like kind of stuck into our minds. So um, today's topic is all about burnout, um, how to be ambitious uh, without losing, you know, your sense of uh, real realism, right? So we all want to conquer, you know, all of those big dreams and goals, but how to do it realistically so that you don't put yourself in a position to burn out. Um, but you have a long time running history with women, supporting them, training them, and, um, you know, really working to empower them. So why don't you talk a little bit first before we dive into the burnout topic of your, you know, your walk and, and, you know, obviously people kind of know our relationship, but <coughs> where have you been in your career and what are the experiences that you've had with women and, and whatnot? Yeah. So, <clears throat> there's a lot of depth to this topic. This isn't one of those um, one-size-fits-all. It's not a jump-in-the-pool-everyone's-the-same kind of thing. Um, you know, as what I've learned in the almost, said, gosh, going on 17 years now, I guess I didn't, we'll just edit that out. In the long time that I've been in the fitness professional world and health and wellness and empowering women I've learned a lot of stuff and you know a lot of it I've learned about 
myself, and I've learned how to navigate life knowing that, you know, there's more than just a little tunnel that we look through sometimes, and especially as guys, we get a little caught up in, uh, you know, and what we need and what we see and what we think things should be like and fixing and, you know, and 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 doing all this over-functioning kind of stuff. And, you know, when I first started my career in the, the fitness world, I was, I was pretty young. I was 21-ish, 22, something like that. <clears throat> and I took anybody that would come through the door anyone, didn't matter what they did, who they were, as long as they had cash or those checks would clear, man, I was a fitness trainer. <laughs> and then I started, <clears throat> I don't know if it just luck had it or it was just a coincidence or whatever, but I started training these groups of, I would say probably mid to late 40s to mid 60s women in groups, small groups of, let's say three to six or seven, you know, eight women would be kind of a bigger group back then. And at first I thought, oh, this is going to be so simple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're going to show up and just do whatever I say and probably not ask any questions. And then I had my first real day of nothing but women's groups and learned a lot. <laughs> I learned uh, I learned that as well, – I won't progress into that yet. What I didn't know – was that there's a lot of meaningless stuff that goes on in life and a lot of effort and attention that gets paid to things that just don't seem to matter that much. And then you, you know, you come in as a young man into a class with, you know, these women that have lived a lot more life than I have as far as, you know, the years of experience. And the jobs that they've completed by let's say 7.30 in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning, getting their family off to live their life safely. They've kept them alive for another day. And then they've probably taken care of two or three, let's say, administrative-style chores at home that no one will ever know about. Could be anything. Could be accounting. Could be, you know, back then it was balancing the checkbook, right? Um, and that's before getting in the car or going anywhere. And all I had to do is wake up, feed myself a little bit of food, and go to the gym and and, and wait, because I'd already prepared my fitness program the night before. And then I would notice that these women didn't know le left from right. <laughs> if I said, raise your left hand, it was a, there was a 50-50 chance that they're going to get it wrong. And so I, I looked into that, and I actually did some research. And I trained this extremely brilliant man. Um, he, was a, um, he was into the aerospace program. I lived in Florida at the time. And he was from Cape Canaveral, and he was in aerospace. He's retired. And he said, I asked him, I said, let me ask you something real quick. How come, and I found this over, this was at six months into my career, I found that, you know, these women that are, let's say, <clears throat> late 40s to 60, had a really difficult time deciphering from left to right. And he goes, let me make this really simple for you. He said, I'm about to blow your tiny little brain. And I said, what's that? And he said, they have a lot more important stuff to think about. And I would just, and that's what I did. I just paused. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, just, just think about it for a second. They have a lot more important things in life to think about or to keep in mind than how important left and right is. Because if they don't guess the first time, they're going to guess the second time. 
right? And it's so true. <clears throat> like, if you really think about it, and it was probably hard for you because being, like, 21, 22, single guy, you don't, you don't necessarily, like, go there, like, and think about how much can be on a woman or parent a mom's plate, you know, or somebody that's starting a business or working to recover their life and take back their health, you know, like there's just so much that goes on. Yeah. And that's, and that could be on an absolutely perfect day. That could right. be on a day where they woke up and everything went right, yes. you know? And so what I didn't understand was on the, on the best of days, that wasn't important. There wasn't even an issue or a topic or something that they were like, you know what? What the hell? Let's practice left and right today. <laughs> Who cares about that, right? Nobody, you know, it's just not a, it's not a, th- it's not something that, um, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and go, man, I better practice my cursive today. Just in case someone is like, I need you to write independence and in cursive and it needs to look good, you know? Um, so then moving on from then, you know, I, I started realizing, I, I saw this, this pattern. <clears throat> I started uh, training these really high-level athletes and professional athletes and, you know, being into all different kind of competitive sports at the time myself and multiple levels, which isn't even important or we don't need to go into. Um, you know, I was dealing with these people that were getting paid to be athletes, you know, and, and paid very well. And, and sometimes our training sessions would be three hours long. And the one thing that I learned <clears throat> during those, that time was those ladies, those six ladies who didn't know left and right, showed up 10 minutes early. All six of them, or eight of them, or 10 of them, or 12 of them, they showed up on time. They worked their asses off the entire 60 minutes, not for 52, not for 51. Um, if there was a two-minute break somewhere in the workout, they were back in a minute 50. You know what I mean? They were loyal. So I I learned very quickly that if you if you earn a, w- a woman's trust and you support them and you encourage them and you give them a tool to use that they can benefit from and 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 see in something that they can turn into their own rather than saying this is how you do it i'm going to be very rigid and you do it exactly this way and this is the only way it's going to work going here's this make it yours but here's your guidelines and now kick butt now let's work hard They'll come back every single time. It's the most loyal creatures I'd ever experienced in my life. And I stopped and I was like, well, why the hell would I want to work with those other people? Mm-hmm. And all those other people were guys, you know, and this isn't like a guy bashing fest or anything like that. But, um, you know, there was 10 or 12 years specifically where 95% of the, the clients that I trained and sometimes I had a roster of 40, 45 clients were women. And, and they would show up all the time and they work their butts off all the time. And any extra credit, you know, there was, we worked for it. And, uh, you know, moving on from there, the next most valuable lesson that I learned was a lot of times ladies would come into the gym or to a boot camp or, you know, right as I started getting into teaching women self-defense was they would come in and they they were coming in to to burn stress from a scenario, Mm -hmm. situation, a reoccurring issue in life, whatever it may be. Um, and they, they needed that. And I think that women also understand that the burning of that stress hormone, one of the best ways to do it, whether they knew it or not, is to go in and work your ass off is to, is fitness work hard, Mm -hmm. but do it from the neck down where you don't have to make the decisions come in and let somebody else pull the strings that you trust that you've got a relationship with, you know, an intimate relationship. You, you have to trust that person and, you know, and, and you know, the same, the same thing. Right. 
um, the people that we work with, you know, we, we've had on the roster for a long time, and it's they're very important to us. And their safety is important, but at the same time, you need to be able to tell them no, or you need to be able to tell them go, right? Go, 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 mm-hmm. don't stop. And so when, you know, the ladies would come in and they'd be burnt out on something or, you know, whatever it is, there's two things that needed to happen. One, they needed to work their butt off. And two, I needed to just listen. I I found out that I needed to listen and be an, an ear so they can have a voice because most of them didn't have that at home. Mm-hmm. And rather than try to fix it, which guys, you know, I'm, I don't know how many guys, I know there's some guys, I have my clients that listen to this podcast, but guys, stop trying to fix all the problems. <laughs> I can't like, yeah, back that up enough because... Uh, you know, and, and all women are different, all men are different, but I know there's so many times where I want to just be able to vocalize the things that are piling up for me that are, that are, that feel overwhelming and that are ultimately burning me out. I just want, I want to vocalize that. And sometimes even just being able to express that to your partner or to your friend or to whoever you have in your life is the outlet that kind of like, um, puts the eraser to the paper and really kind of starts to make things feel more manageable is just to have somebody listen. And then, you know, uh, women can overdo it too and try to fix things. You know, your husband or boyfriend or partner can come home and be overwhelmed and have had a bad day, but it's not up to you to fix it. You can certainly listen, but I think, you know, you're, you're right on there. Sometimes you really just have to be the supporting shoulder and not the person that's putting on the, you know, lace him up to go to work and right. try to fix everything. Yeah, exactly. And even if, you know, even if your day has been challenging or, um, you know, might not have been a, a nine out of 10, you have to put that aside and, and you can't, the one thing we need to do guys is, as as men, as partners, as husbands, as whatever it might be, um, better halves. So I'm going to ride that train for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> is is to not th- this isn't a it's not a competition it's not a comparable it's not a there's there's no better way to take someone's voice and their um their identity away from them than they come home and say look can I just share how crappy my day was and then you cut them off and say man this was my day mm-hmm. it's like well well that's great but right now we're not talking about you yeah you know. And and as guys, we have a hard time with a little bit of bravado or machismo or whatever you want to call it. Um, our manliness doesn't, our pride doesn't allow us to go, you know what, it's it's not about our day or it's not about our feelings or whatever. It's about being there for our ladies. Because if some guy's trying to break into your house, what are you going to do? You're going to get up and you're going to protect your family, right? So why should that why should that train stop rolling when it's an emotional part of it? Right. You know? Well, it's because, well, we're not going to get too much into this, but that's, if you think about how we grew up, men, we were shown in, in, in a lot of scenarios, like maybe in a tr- more traditional scenario that men fix things and they took care and they protected and they did all those things. And women took more of a, um, an emotional, right. They were trying to, you know, fix one of our chickens. We just figured out how they were getting in and out. Okay, now we know. Oh my gosh, look at that. Chicken is uh this dude. Is line. he going in or out? She's going in. Anyway, so you know, like growing up, we were all shown something very individual. It's either the cat or the chickens, right? It's yeah, I don't know. The cat actually just stopped making noise, so I'm <laughs> so it's I guess it's everybody it's right on the podcast the already knows Hank. He's yeah. the he's the cat <laughs> that needs all kinds of attention. Yep. 
Um, but we grew up, you know, needing different things. And so as we, as we, you know, mature and as we age and, you know, we have different relationships in our life, we always kind of assume those roles that we saw or knew growing up. And, um, you know, that doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it, you know, I think more than anything and, and kind of what you're saying too, is that like being adaptable to like, it's hard to change things. Oh, it's absolutely. really hard to change things. And especially if what you're doing is the most comfortable <coughs> version of that, right? So if we're doing things and it's comfortable and it's natural for us to do, then doing something different because it works better for your scenario is is really difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and if anybody, man, man or woman, if you... You know, if you've been independent for a long time or single or whatever it is, during those those years, those months, whatever whatever it might be, you're the most important thing in your life, right? Well, when you get into a relationship, you need to you need to be able to transition. Yeah. From it's not all about me anymore, or when you have kids, it's not about me anymore. It's about them, and it's about and and I don't care who you are. We all get caught in the these little moments of well, it's me. And, and I'm not happy right now, or I'm not this, or I'm not that, instead mm-hmm. of taking a step back. And I've been guilty of it, you know? Yeah. And instead of taking a step back and going, hey, what's what's good for the team right now? Or yeah. what's good for, you know, I see my partners having fill in the blank. And what could I do without overstepping bounds or or not even, that's not a good way to describe it, without trying to overfunction. Right? Just let them have that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just having that day and being supportive, even if it's total silence. Yeah. Right. You know, you got to the other part of that is, is you got to you got to kind of bump around and plug and play and figure out how to do that. Yeah. Because at first, you know, you're kind of going against the tide and, (laughs) you know, you might just bump your head over and Mm -hmm. over. But as long as you take a little bit of lesson out of each one of those bumps, then. Well, that's what life is all about, in my opinion. There's so many things that I've done with good intention. Well, some things I've done with, without good intention too, <laughs> but we're not talking about those, th- so those that's things. Another podcast. Um, you know, so many things that I've, I've gone after and then I just realized I wasn't, I had to change, you know, I had to reset. I had to, you know, look at things through a different, um, outlet and, and try to figure out which, which was going to be the next best move, you know? And yeah. I think that's what life is about is, you know, taking ownership of the things that you're doing right definitely but take taking ownership and really recognizing the things that you're not doing right in the the areas that you can improve and I think one of the the biggest things and I know this is something that I struggle with I've struggled with it you know for a long time I feel like I've kind of adapted and especially within the last year um, going through the stuff I went through last year with my hysterectomy and just health stuff and having surgeries and like last year life was out of my control more than more than it has been most of my entire life. And, and it really gave me perspective in important in realizing the important things. And I think, especially with how busy our society is, it can be really easy to feel not only, um, oh, what's the word I want to use right now? Pressured to do, to live up to a certain standard or to a certain social expectation, but we also put so much on our plate because we compare ourselves to others and we're, we're never feeling like satisfied. I don't know very many people and I, and I hope more than I, than I'm thinking, but I don't know very many people that would raise their hand right now with 100% confidence and say, 
Life is perfect. I have everything I need. I have everything I want. I love my body. My family is great. I'm making as much money as I want to. There's always some area, big or small. It can be multiple things. It can be one thing that we're just not satisfied with. And, you know, then we get to this other place where we're trying to figure out, like, well, I want to change these five areas of my life, right? Or this one area of my life. And I'm going all in. And I just talked about it a little bit too at the um, the women's, the ladies seminar that we did at G4 Archery in Hillsborough. And it's so true though, we, because we all live on this premise that we're like either 100% in yep. or we're just out. It was the pizza thing, right? <laughs> all the pizza or none of the pizza. Um, <laughs> and it's so true. If you think about your goals, or like for people when they set resolutions, right? You have this come to Jesus meeting and you realize like you're overweight and you're depressed and you're unhappy and your dinners suck and you need you need to do something with your life, right? So you sit down with a pen and paper and you map out this entire new life of all these things you want to do. You want to lose 20 pounds. You want to um, prep every single meal. You want to have no junk food in the house. You want to be as happy as the girl is on Instagram, you, I mean, there's just so many things. And then all of a sudden you wake up and two days in, you're like, I'm throwing in the towel. I can't keep up with all of this stuff. Yeah, now you're trying to turn into a superhero. So where do you find the appropriate level of ambition without putting so much skin in the game that, you're all, that, you're, that your hands are tied before you even get started? And that's one thing that I really want to talk about because I love when people have drive and ambition and they think big, right? Like I want my ladies that I work with to be like, I'm taking over the world. I'm doing it. I'm doing it all. I'm doing all the things, right? I want them to have that mindset, but I want them to also understand that you don't just take over the world in a day. You don't just create the life that you love. You don't just wake up happy, you know, and and fix everything, fix all of those things that you want to have in one day. You have to take bite-sized pieces because in my opinion, and I know that you're, you know, on the same page of this, you don't create that success all at one time. It takes a lot of puzzle pieces before you finally see the finished product. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think that two things pop up in my head when, when you talk about that. Um, the first one being that you you can't you can't fast forward time and and if if we were able to move that fast you'd miss so many of the important details that mm-hmm. you'd have this huge incomplete finish line at the end right right um the other thing that really pops in kind of analogy cuz I love analogies yesterday when we were pounding through the backcountry trying to get into our hunting spot we came up on those two giant trees, the one I took a picture mm-hmm. of you in front of and then the other one. And I've always thought of, you know, this whole, you know, the last combined, we've got almost 30 years of experience in in f- health and wellness and, and all that. And, and there's, you know, you always think about all these transformations and mm-hmm. there's been some doozies. You mm-hmm. know, I know you've had oh, yeah. some and I've had some. And how long it takes and the foundation that you have to lay down for that. And so the analogy that that pops into my head is those giant trees that we saw. I would imagine, now I'm not like a, a, you know, tree expert, but I would imagine they're a couple hundred years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are absolutely enormous. They're bigger around than my truck. 
So I would also imagine that a windstorm isn't going to blow them down. This horrible blizzard we had that took down most of the trees isn't going to take them down because those roots are so deep and so wide and so strong. And that foundation, it's so complete Mm -hmm. and solid that there's no way. And it took a couple hundred years for that thing to be strong and to be, you know, into this near perfection kind of deal. And life's the same way and goals are the same way. And, you know, one of the things that I always... I neglected at first, but I learned very quickly because there was, because of the outcome was, if I had somebody come and say, Stephen, here's my goal. You know, I'm not fresh off the couch. I've been an athlete before, but I've uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Life's, you know, happened. Mother Mm -hmm. Nature's taken her course. And these are the goals that I'd like to accomplish. And I say, and I want to lose weight and I want to eat better and I want to do this and prep my meals. And, you know, and you're like, whoa. Let's start with you show up tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then you show up Friday and then you show up Monday and then you show up Wednesday and then you show up Friday and then we'll talk about a little bit of food in like two weeks. And I'm like, what do you mean? Let's just talk about it all now. And I said, let's think about this. I said, the one, the best piece of advice that I can give, there's habits. Getting up in the morning, and this is something most people don't think about, getting up in the morning Let's say Monday, I have to get up and go to a class tomorrow morning. Now, I'm not used to going to this class. So I'm going to have to change everything about my morning routine just for one thing to go to this class. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get clothes ready. I'll get, you know, get my stuff ready to leave. I'll take a completely different route down the road. I'll do all these things, right? And then when I'm done there, it'll be, let's say, 10 o'clock. And then I come back and I do this and that. Those are... That could be half a dozen habits, 10, 10 habits, just to go to a class. So now let's say you want to lose weight. You want to change your diet. You want to do all this stuff. So we, you know, let's, let's say we even have you take a seven-day food log, five-day food log. Here's all the things we need to change. Here's what it looks like. Um, on top of that, let's talk about your water intake. Let's talk about your calories in, calories out. How much are you sleeping? When's the last time you ate? You know, what kind of stressors do you have in your life? Do you have any support? How do you feel in the morning? Do you have, you know, are you are you male? Are you female? Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal? So there's a dozen things for you. Now let's talk about fingering each one of those out into these other little, you know, subcategories and saying, here's what we need to change with this and that and this and that and your food intake and all these things. So you could be talking about two or three dozen habits. Oh, yeah. Easy. Right. And so now your retention rate went from, let's say, maybe 15 percent if somebody really tries to zero. It's absolutely well, zero. It's, and it's overwhelming. I mean, exactly. don't, don't you hear that that would be the number one thing? Or if you have a client that comes to you and they say, I've tried to do it all on my own. You probably just didn't take the appropriate levels of steps before, you know, you, you just when I'm going all in. Right. I'm eating like, a, you know, I have a nutritionist and I'm doing all these things and I'm not going to eat. I'm not doing any of my old habits. I'm going to yep. do I'm going to have this new life starting tomorrow morning. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm so overwhelmed that I that I throw on the towel. I quit. Right. If, if you could do it, then you wouldn't have had to change all those habits. So right. now there's all these new activities, all these new thought processes and this whole new procedure. And for new for a lot of people is scary. Yeah. It's different, right? Yeah. It's not comfortable. It's um, If we went inside tonight 
And we told the boys, you can't sit in your spot at the table for dinner. I would have a hard time with that. <laughs> Everybody would freak out, right? Yeah. And, and that's just for dinner. That's mm-hmm. just moving in a different spot. You know, yeah. you hear men and women say, um, you know, I surprised my wife and I put her stuff on the other side of the room tonight. We switched sides of the bed and she looked at me and was like, no, <laughs> no, that's my side of the bed. It's, it's all about this comfortability. We're, we're comfortable with what we've got, but I want all this stuff. Right. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about taking steps. Let's do this. How much water are you drinking a day? Oh, I don't know, a couple cups. Great. Let's take your body weight. Let's divide it in half. Let's turn that into ounces and try to shoot somewhere within 15% of that every day. So if that's 70 ounces of water and currently you're drinking 30, you're probably not going to nail 70 ounces first day. Yeah. But you can. you sure can drink 40 ounces or 45 and then record it. And then the next day you've got a little bit of a goal and let's focus on that and come to the gym. Mm-hmm. So let's do those two things. Let's focus on that. Focus on that. And then you realize that now you're going, you're, you're walking back to the, whatever gives you water to the sink, to the water machine at work, to whatever it is. And you're changing a couple more habits just in order to do that, just to get more water. Mm-hmm. So it's these little things. It's not putting so much skin in the game that you can't maintain it. Yeah. Because then there's then you, you never win. It's it's nobody wins. And if you think about it, you know, as you were talking about that, I was really like dissecting it and you know, for somebody who's who's uh, been successful with, you know, whatever that they've set out to do, you know, particularly with fitness or nutrition or, you know, recovering their health and and adopting a really healthy lifestyle, I think you could probably ask all of them And when they started out on that journey, their level of motivation and ambition to achieve those things, their ambition may have been higher, but their level of motivation to actually like participate, to like show up to the gym, to eat the prepped meals, to prep the meals, um, to do all those things, their motivation was probably lacking. And over time, as that person creates consistency and creates like solidifies new habits, the level of motivation to then further the achievement of those goals or to, you know, smash that one and then to, to realize you have to set the bar higher, it actually is the catalyst in creating the momentum with raising your motivation as you go. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if you were to just try to go 100% all in day one, here we go, that level of motivation doesn't build. That level of mo- motivation declines. Yep. Because you burn it out, you burn that tank out. Right. It doesn't, you know, momentum and success, are, they're, they're so similar to me, and neither one of them happen on accident. They're both, there has to be purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, <clears throat> you're not going to become successful unless you put effort into it. And it can't. It can't just be blind effort. You can't just, if you need to get outside and you're inside, you can't just bang your head on the wall until you make it outside. But you can go and look for a door, and then you can (laughs) open the door, right? And that might take a little more effort, but in the end, it's going to be a shorter path. Yeah. At the same time, I think there's a fine line between, okay, I've got these goals, and this is the time and effort, finances, time away from the family, whatever it is that I'm investing, and I'm going to accomplish this, and I've got to very achievable and realistic goal. And that is going to be to go and work hard and hard is relative to, to your relativity, right? Personally, 
for this 45 minutes and I'm going to get it done. So at the end of that period, there's, there's two sides of the fence you can be on and there's a pretty fine line. One, you know, I'm really happy with that. I'm really happy with that. I'm not really sweaty or, you know, I didn't really burn out real hard, but, but maybe tomorrow. <clears throat> I think that's the wrong side to be on. I think the other side of it is you could be like, oh, God, I just didn't do very well. I worked really hard. I'm sweating my butt off, but I probably, I probably could have done two more reps. Or I probably could have ran another quarter mile or whatever, mm-hmm. but you really kicked butt, right? Like you went in and you worked as, as, as hard as you could. So you need to, f- you need to find that fine line that where you're not giving up on yourself and selling out, but you're also not expecting, you know, the world out of day one's effort. Yeah. So be kind to yourself. I think, you know, the number one thing, which is I I tell everybody who gets new man or woman into a fitness program, number one, remember that you're very important. You're going to be your own best friend at the end of these exercises, you know, because you're probably not going to be my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be your number one person in your life. Maybe an hour after we work out or whatever, because typically during those sessions, people don't really like us that much. <clears throat> after that, you need to, to do this little bit of soul searching and say, hey, did I do a good job? Did I try my best? Did I follow the guidelines of, for the goal that I wanted to set? And if so, then c- congratulate yourself, celebrate it, go home, write it down. What did I do good today? This is awesome. And then what's for tomorrow? And that's so hard for people to do. And especially, well, I've never been a guy, so I don't really know, but I'm saying with confidence, especially for women, because for me, and, and I know a lot of women have similar lives, maybe they're not doing the same things, but they're, they're as busy, right? So at the end of the day, like, it's always really nice to think in theory, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take time for myself, whether that's five minutes or an hour, I'm going to do something for me, or I'm going to reflect, or I'm going to think about the things that I did well, which is something I recommend for my clients a lot. Take time to give yourself credit but we don't. It is really hard when you look at having a busy family and, you know, working full-time or even part-time sometimes, and this has to be done and that has to be done. And for me, I have always gotten to the pattern of the justification of I don't have enough time to do it, right? So sitting down and appreciating and giving yourself credit often gets overlooked And it's one of those barriers to where you almost feel like, I think we can almost like victimize ourselves to feeling like, well, I'm not doing a good job at anything. It's like you probably are rocking it (laughs) given the scenario, but you're not acknowledging that you're doing a damn good job. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is a piece of of advice I'll give. Ladies, if there's something that you're going to hear come from my voice today, it's going to be this. No matter what you think, no matter what it is that you're doing to take time for yourself, to provide yourself, to fill in the blank amount of time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, God forbid it be more than 30 minutes, right? Your family, your your husband, boyfriend, whatever, they're going to survive. The world is not going to stop. Your house won't catch on fire. The whatever that you thought you had to do when you get home because you're so guilty for actually either leaving the house or going outside or going in your room and shutting the door and laying down or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, there's a bunch of stuff. That guilt is self-imposed. It is. It's self-imposed. Now, there's also scenarios where it's not self-imposed. 
it's there's a guilt that's given by that partner whether it's man or woman doesn't matter whatever take the time because let me tell you something your guy is taking the time your kids are taking the time your friends are taking the time the people who rely on you who may lean on you more than they need to they're going to take the time for themselves yeah so why should you be the only one that doesn't and and working with women for a long time <clears throat> i've seen it over and over and over again well i've got this to do and that to do and this and that and this and then and and, and now 5 minutes has gone by of your time and all you've done is worried about the stuff that you have to do because you haven't turned it off yeah so there has to be a commitment to saying okay this is my time even if you have to write it down on a schedule, start a timer, whatever it is, you need to disconnect. It's easier said than done and do something for you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's any could be anything. It just so happens to, to be that, you know, fitness, moving your body, physical activity is, if not the only, one of the only scientifically proven ways to burn stress hormone. Yeah. Go move your butt. You can get a lot done in 20 minutes. And it's like the ultimate killing multiple birds with one stone because you're physically getting healthier, you're mentally resetting, you're taking time for yourself, you're releasing endorphins, you're building a a better future through your health. And so it's, it's one of those areas that at a minimum, you know, people should be moving around, you know, with purpose for 30 minutes every single day, which really isn't hard to do. 30 minutes in 24 hours, you can make it happen. I believe in you, you know, like... That is that is an ultimate reset button, and especially if you can do it outside, you know, get some fresh air and, um, you know, get outside the con- confines of what you're in, your office or your house or around your kids or whatever it is. But it is, it's super important to take that time for yourself. And, you know, it's it really is a, a struggle and something that we deal with a lot is, like, how do you do that and actually, like, fully, fully, enjoy the time without thinking about what you should be doing or wondering what's going to happen with dinner or praying that the dishes do themselves. Like it's hard sometimes to just stay in that moment. But just like you said, like you just have to know all is well, it will get done. If it's not getting done magically by itself, or if a maid didn't show up to donate time at your house, it'll still get done at some point. Hey, allocate it, allocate it to somebody else, you know, put, Put that stuff on someone else's shoulders, mm-hmm. because if you've got a family and you're taking care of them and not not all scenarios are the same, but this is the one we're talking about. Give someone else the job. Do you have an eight, nine, 10 year old, 15 year old, 12 year old, whatever? They're very capable of doing laundry and it doesn't have to be every day, mm-hmm. but they can do dishes. I mean, I was cutting trees down with a chainsaw when I was 10. Right. It's just about what you're exposed to. Yeah. Give people jobs. We do we do way better when we've got something to accomplish as human beings than we do. I mean, look, here's another analogy. Look at dogs. When dogs get a little bit crazy, they get a little bit um, paranoid, little little skitzed out. You you put this little blanket or jacket on them, and you put two pounds of weight on either side of that that jacket, and watch what that dog does. He stands at attention. Now he's got a job. He feels this little bit of a burden on his back. And I've seen it over and over and over and over. Now there's a meaning to be. There's something to do. Put them on a leash. Put a little bit of weight on their back. Walk them around. And all of a sudden, they're standing right next to you. It's We, we have this downtime, and that's when we get destructive. We start. Um, it's, it's counterproductive, right? And when we, when we become, let's say, not confused, but 
unsure of well, what do I do next? There's mm-hmm. this downtime. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm out of school or I'm out of work or I'm whatever. And, oh, I just need to decompress. Well, why do you need to decompress? Like, let's talk about that. What, what is it that, well, because work's really stressful. Well, then let's go work out. Oh, I'm too busy. Like, what's busy? Do you have a lot on your plate or are you just, quote, too busy? You know, and I think we've turned in the society as, as too busy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that if we, so we have our clients do food logs. And if you're, sometimes people are like, you know, I'm doing all this and I eat this diet and I do whatever. And I don't know why I'm, why I'm not losing weight. And it's like, all right, well, let's take six days, five days and be extremely transparent and honest. And I have to typically say that two or three times. Be honest. Yeah. Don't hide because it doesn't help. And a lot of times before that even gets emailed to us or, or or whatever handed to us, people are like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I had no idea that I was eating like that. I had no idea that I was eating that much after 7 p.m. or the, the quality of food or whatever it was. No wonder I'm not losing any weight. So what if we could do that with our time? What if you could take a, a time log and for one day, I'd, I doubt most people would do it. I mean, I'd even have a hard time doing it, right, unless I unless I – was so confused on why I can't get stuff done. What if we could take this this timesheet of the day and say, okay, every time I do something, I'm going to write down what time it is, how long I did it, no matter what. I've done it. Right? I did do that. I did that exercise, yeah. And it's it's baffling. Like, oh, crap, and especially nowadays with social media and, and just zoning out. It's like, so so now what if you well, – scare? let's just be uh, – let's go off to the extreme here. What if that's three hours a day? I mean, I've no, heard no, there, there is. I actually just recently heard a study that people were spending up to six hours six a day hours on social media on just Instagram. Are you kidding me? Crazy. I mean, it's important to listen to podcasts. Let's get that right but out. You right can now. multitask. And, I mean, oh, yeah. that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just make sure you guys know podcasts are important. Um, I think you know the value of everything. The that you have to put a value on everything. You have to put a value on. The importance of your partner's voice, their problems, their issues, whatever it is. There's a value on just listening unless they ask for help, right? There has to be a value on your time. Yeah. Here's what my time is worth to me. Here's what my time is worth to my kids. Here's what my sanity is worth. And if I don't get my time to myself, my sanity, my patience level goes from up here to down here, right? And then you also need to know that there has to be a value in limiting your your bandwidth to everybody else so as coaches which is huge it's huge as coaches as whatever leadership whatever you want to call it when people depend on you if you don't set boundaries and this has to be healthy and here's one thing that i've lived for the past 10 or 12 years i i try to work happily ever after we know that there's 168 hours in a week there's 168 hours in a week that's every day from minute to minute if I took 120 of those hours and gave it to everybody else throughout the week, I mean, eat, let's even say outside of my family, that's not very much for my family per day for seven days. And then you said, what if I said, okay, well, here's my limit. I'm going to dedicate so much time to, you don't have to put a number on it. It can be a feel, right? You can, you can have a feel for it. And you said, I can't just live my life for everybody else. I have to make sure that the clients that I take in or that I work with 
um, I'm going to interview and I'm going to spend an hour on the phone and I'm going to interview them and make sure that it's a good fit because at the end of the day, I can't be stressed out. I don't feel that anybody should have to come home from their job and decompress. I feel like you are living a miserable life if you need to come home and decompress. Now, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be speed bumps. There's going to be, God, that person is such a pain in the ass, you know, and that's fine. But if you have that every single day and it's to the point where you're like, I can't even talk to you. I have to decompress. Then, And I, I understand that not everybody has the option to just make that change. But I know that at the end of the day, it's very important for me to not have stress to take out on my family, on my partner, on my kids, so I can have a clear, fun mind so we can enjoy our time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that at the end of the day as well for work, it's about me. I have to be happy because it's how I provide for myself and my family. And it's how, right. It's how we, it's how we have nice things. So I need to know that my bandwidth isn't being spent on everybody else in the world. And that I still get what I need. My cup is still being filled. Right. And I think that the, the, I think women are extraordinarily capable of using 99% of their bandwidth on everybody else. Mm -hmm. And 1% isn't enough. 1% is just enough time to make you feel crazy. Exactly. Like, Like, how in the hell am I supposed to do all this stuff and still, with 1%, still do something for me? And do it with a good spirit and positivity. And not be a victim and not blame the rest of the world for how miserable you are. And, and it, you know, to having that much to do and that many responsibilities and expectations on your plate. Ultimately, and I would, you know, be, I would struggle to think that anybody wouldn't agree that having that much constant input and not allowing yourself to do anything, you know, that refills you will make you ultimately resentful, resentful of, of everything, your partner, your, your kids, their neediness, their, you know, your job, your coworkers, the yard work. I mean, it can, it can go on and on. And I think that really kind of like loops us to a good point. Like you have to learn at, at some, you know, pivotal area in your life when you have to start saying no to things. And I think women especially are prone to wanting to please other people or their sister or their mother-in-law or the neighbor that's having a garage sale or whatever it is. And so we, and I'm raising my hand now because I know I've been really guilty in the past of saying yes to too many things to help, right? Because I want to help. And then realistically, it leaves me counting the seconds in the day before I'm off to this and then off to that and going here. And the entire time I am like overwhelmed to the max, but it's all things that I chose. Things don't just accidentally you know, fall into your calendar. Exactly. Things don't, you know, uh, accidentally get put on your to-do list. You have to choose to have that responsibility and to have said yes to whatever that thing is. So I think if you can, you know, instead of wanting to please everybody, you have to find a happy medium where you're still pleasing yourself and you're still honoring what your soul needs to thrive and be happy and not worrying so so much about, the perception of how much you need to get done or what that person will say if no, I can't make it deal with it. You know, like you cannot continue to live your life. You won't live a happy life if you're constantly trying to please everybody and to do it all. Like you, 
Because your deadlines will just be there. Yeah. You'll have no time to get your stuff done. Everybody has deadlines. It doesn't matter what you do in life. You have a deadline. And there's seasons, right? There's going to be things, you know, especially, um, you know, as you go through, you're going to find times in your life that are exceptionally busy. And then you're going to find times where you're like, oh, my gosh, it's the weekend. And for once, we don't have any plans. Like, you're going to have the ebb and flow of you know, doing a lot. And we're not saying like, try to take it easy all the time. Like I was saying earlier, I want people to be very ambitious, but there has to be, and I don't even know if you want to call it balance, but I was thinking of this analogy the other day when we were laying in bed after the, uh, the ladies event at G4. And I thought, man, if you could just get a, um, a weight and every time you gave, you would put a weight on one side and anytime you got or received or filled your cup or took time for yourself, you'd put away it on the other side. And how imbalanced that would be, right? The give would just take over and, and you would be left with putting nothing back in, Yeah. right? So, you know, you really have to be intentional with learning to say no, limiting what's on your plate, being realistic with the goals and the things that you want, um, and, and asking for help. Like those... Those are some of the biggest areas and, um, you know, parts of life to navigate so that ultimately you can do it and you can be successful in your life and the things and you can get to the end of the day without feeling like you're going to, you know, blow up. Right. And that's going to create some emotional balance, right? Because you're not going, oh, my gosh, I've given, 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 given. All these people have taken from me. Now I'm upset about it. Right. Well, wait a second. Busy doesn't happen on accident. And I have the it personality doesn't. type that it, that is more prone to having that. Right. So I love to be busy, and I am very ambitious, and I like to work hard, and I, and I really enjoy those things. However, if and when I'm doing all of those things, and in the, in the times of my life and career when things get really busy, and I'm from one to the next, and I'm feeling really... Uh, unbalanced with my time I start to get resentful at everything and then everything just becomes a struggle I'm like well why am I doing this and why am I doing this and it's if I were to like put into my calendar with all of the other tasks time for yourself make it to the gym get up early start a bath read your book like it doesn't matter what those things are that fill your cup as long as they make you happy right yeah Cause when you're in it, when, when you're feeling that way and you're getting a little pissed off and you're kind of like, not you just saying, you know, in generality, when you're in it, you, you don't go, Oh, that's right. I created this. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm frustrated or I'm upset or I'm annoyed or whatever it might be. And then, you know, it's when you sit down and talk about it like this or someone points it out and goes, Hey, obviously not right at that time, but you know, down the road is, Hey, you know, <clears throat> what if maybe you just thinned out the doing for others all the time mm-hmm. and and take it slow and and maybe s- spent 20 percent of that that bandwidth of for everybody else on something even if it's just more productivity for your business or your family or whatever yeah. it might be but it's something along the lines of it's something enjoyable that you enjoy doing that you like to do. And maybe you don't have that yet. Like maybe maybe, you don't. maybe life has been so crazy for so long and maybe, you know, more outside of your control than you've even realized and you don't have that thing. Because that's actually something that I 
can't relate very well to, but I hear it a lot. Women will come to me and I'll say, well, what do you like to do? They're like, uh, I don't know. I guess I feel like I don't have that thing. Like somehow during the process of becoming a woman or having kids or be starting your business, you've like lost your identity. We become this, 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 uh, thing that just serves others right that just works that just raises kids that just you know is the referee in the living room when your children are fighting like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we just become something and we don't know ourselves anymore so you know you could be listening and, and realizing like that's you you need to find something that lights your fire and it doesn't matter what that thing is yeah. You know, as long as you walk away from that experience and the time that you carve out to do that or to participate or to whatever it is, and you feel your soul on fire. Something that I learned. So I've been a, 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 a Gracie certified, um, Gracie Jiu Jitsu, self defense, specifically women's self defense instructor for, I don't know, seven years or something like that, eight years. And one super powerful and impactful lesson that I learned, unfortunately, was that, you know, a lot of the women that I would see coming into the academy or the gym or whatever facility we were doing it in, <coughs> a lot of times, excuse me, sorry, a lot of times I would sit outside of that facility. You know, these women didn't know who I was. They didn't know what I looked like. And so I'd watch them come in into the facility from the time they got out of their vehicle to the time that they would walk through the door, there was two different kinds of women. One, who were completely enamored into their phones, their whatever it might be, com- the whole time walking through the parking lot. And another, who held their purse tightly, their bag, whatever it was, had their phone tucked away, and they were very aware of their environment. So when we would go inside and I'd introduce myself, hey, I was the guy sitting outside there. You know, I'm Steven. This is what I do. Welcome to the class. Kind of thanks for taking that first tough step. You know, Um, I would segregate those women into two different groups. I take all the women that I saw on their phones and I put them into one side and I take all the other women and put them the other and I'd. I'd offer a refund to the women that had their phones out. I'd say, hey, this is you guys can have your money back. And they'd always ask me why. And I'd ignore them for a minute. And then I would talk to the other ladies and I'd congratulate them for being aware. For being aware, walking from the car into your self-defense class. Probably one of the most realistic self-defense classes that these women are ever going to encounter. Because they had a chance to, to survive that walk. And it sounds super dramatic. But the first lesson was unbusy yourself. You're so busy with whatever it was that was consuming your time that you couldn't even pay attention to. And the the first question I'd ask the ladies that had their, their, their phones out, what color was the car that you parked next to? None of them knew. None of them ever knew. None of them. I mean, I don't, I can't remember ever a group of ladies that any of those ever knew. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with those ladies. They're just, their priorities weren't in line. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a different level of what we've been talking about, but it happens in every part of life. You're walking into a facility with a group of women and to be enabled and empowered to protect yourself against something that could be horrible. 
Well, nine out of the 10 ladies that came in that didn't pay attention to their phones, they already had that horrible event happen to them. And they're coming to empower themselves Mm -hmm. so they can avoid it to happen again because they've lost this identity. You can't gain that back. The one thing that I learned was after, you know, seven to 10 weeks of a very, very intense uh, self-defense class, those ladies knew what their identity was more than anybody else within miles. And they wore it on their sleeve and they were proud of it. And they knew what they needed to be happy. They knew what kind of downtime they needed. They knew exactly how to ask and when for help, right? They weren't too proud. They were also the ladies that beat the crap out of me every time. They were the ones that worked me the most that could defend themselves against, you know, and I'd have some of my buddies who were very highly trained in jujitsu and and hand-to-hand combat, and some of them were 6'5", 240 pounds, 250 pounds, and these ladies ate them alive, you know. So it's it's in all these different aspects of life where, oh, we're too busy. What are you busy doing? Well, I haven't posted anything today yet on Instagram, or I haven't made a, I need to text so-and-so or whatever it might be. Cool. Well, next time you do that, and I, hey, I've we've got a business that we run online, right? I we 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 make posts and we make videos and we do all this stuff, and I'm just as guilty as everybody else. Next time that you're going, man, I wish I would have had time to do that. Reflect a little bit on the time that you spent on other things yeah, or definitely. everybody else or what everyone else needs, and say, okay, I'm going to take thirty percent of that time tomorrow and spend it on myself. And in in in. Entitle yourself to that time because you deserve it. And then congratulate yourself when you take it. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Celebrate it. That's another thing that I want to talk o- about. And um, it's something that I've been doing with my uh, the, the ladies that have been coming to these events. Um, I wanted to send them away. You know, I want their experience to be great and introduce them to the shop and, you know, get them to connect with other women that are close to them that are that have the same passions and that yeah. are driven in the same ways um and so i've been been doing this challenge with with those ladies and it's pretty simple but it's something that again people can look at it and just put it off to the side because they don't have enough time right but i'm going to encourage you if if this is something that's hitting home to you um in an area that you need to work on to prioritize this challenge and um, I want you to grab a handful of post-it notes or p- pieces of paper, whatever, whatever works for you. And I want you to take some time to reflect, to sit down in a space that's quiet, where your kids don't need you, where there's not a bunch of chaos going on. And I want you to be really realistic and write down something today that you've done or recently that you've done well something that you put effort into and are proud of. And that can be drinking enough water today. But something that you've done well and give yourself credit for it. And right under that, I want you to write a short-term goal, something that you'll achieve this week. That can also be drinking enough water tomorrow. I mean, we're not talking about learning surgery we're just talking about things that for you either make you a better person or they challenge you. They challenge you in a way that you need to be challenged. And I want you to take that after that that's been written down and I want you to post it up on your mirror wherever you get ready in the morning. And so that tomorrow before you start your day and before you hit the road, 
you get to see that, that affirmation of the things that you're doing well and your drive to keep doing things better. And I want you to continue to do that. And every day, put a new post-it up on the mirror and check in with yourself and give yourself that acknowledge it, acknowledgement. Read it, write it, Heck think yeah. about it, brew on it. Because the things that we think about, and, and to me, whenever I hear this, I, I always automatically think, well, that's like pretty hippie. But whatever, man, it's so true. The things that we think about, where our intentions are, the things that we focus on become our reality. They really, really, really do. So if you're reaffirming to yourself that you're doing a good job and that you're doing the best that you can in these areas and these are the challenges and the goals that I want for myself and you get to start achieving those things, you are going to build your own empowerment to where the next thing down the line is you get to set that goal and you get to achieve it. Because now you're on a roll and you're making those small, tangible little pieces. Absolutely. You're creating the, the, the puzzle. Yeah, and that's that's momentum and progress on purpose. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's smart hippie, not smelly hippie. That's smart <laughs> hippie stuff, you know. I, I challenge you guys to, um, my challenge to you would be to adopt the, the ideology that asking for help doesn't equal weakness. Being vulnerable and saying, you know what, I'm not sure how to prioritize this or I don't know how to do fill in the blank. Two things happen when you ask for help. One, typically you get an answer, right? Um, Two, you actually create power for yourself because you're allowing somebody to make your fill in the blank, your activity, your question, your life, whatever it is, Easier, more enjoyable, a little more um, less friction. Mm-hmm. You're you're creating this ability to say, you know what, I need help. I need oh, what could it be? I need encouragement to help run the top of this this mountain today. I need help. Um, could you come help me with part of this? job I've got on the yard or whatever it is. That doesn't mean that you're weak or, you know what, I, I need help with just getting the kids fed tonight, doing this and that and the other so I can take a bath, right? And call that hippie, call it whatever you want. What, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm very capable of it, but what would fill my cup is if you helped me, mm-hmm. right? I can do this stuff. Um, you could have easily climbed up and down off the the roof yesterday on that ladder. It's tall enough. It was stable enough. But just to be super safe and secure and feel good about it, you ask for help. doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of going right up that ladder. And, you know, there's a lot of proud people in this world. And a lot of times asking for help on simple things, it for some reason we think it's it's related to weakness. Well, this is super easy. I should be able to do it. It's not about that. It's about doing it the best you can or doing it maybe in the most efficient way. And I know that I've had questions or activities or whatever and found resolution by asking you for help. And you might have just a little bit different point of view or perspective Mm -hmm. or it might be more efficient. I want to do everything in life more efficiently. Like that's my whole thing. And so I think that I I challenge you to to ask for help more often. What, What is it? Is it dishes? Is it? Is it have nothing to do with home life? Is it um, come meet me at the gym? I need you to help support me to eat clean. I need you to support me by 
learning how to prep meals with me. I need you to, I need your help by going to the grocery store with me and helping me pick out our food so, so we can be more healthy. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of different levels and I don't want to beat that to death, but ask for help. That's man. That's one thing that I don't know why we're getting away from that. It is definitely hard to do. It's, uh, and I think you, you really nailed it. It's, it, it shows weakness and I'm just going to be really bold and say that for a female, it's hard to ask for a man's help because there's already so much history with women can't do it on their own. Women shouldn't be in this, this role. Women shouldn't have this title. Women shouldn't be able to do that. And so there's already so much, whether you believe that, whether you've been faced with that opposition, whether you've had those scenarios, there's so much that is already pre-recorded in history that tells us that then asking for help shows that we're not qualified to be doing that. Yeah. So I know, you know, whether that's why you feel that way or whether you've ever thought that before, it can be a very valid, um, you know, wall to face that we don't want to ask for help. We want to be able to do it on our own. And Yeah. Um, you've proved yourself, ladies. You're capable. <laughs> enough years, enough yeah. decades have gone by. You can, uh, trust me, I live with one that can do everything that I can do. She can do everything that I can do. She can do everything that any other man can do, you know? So there's nothing to prove. So now it's, hey, there's half a dead mouse in the house. Well, you get that. (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) I mean, that was just total, you know, um, hypothetical. Sure. Um, (laughs) It's the back half, which is weird. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's been proven. Those days are over. This isn't, you know, 1950s. Southern style, why are you outside of the kitchen and you're not pregnant? Why aren't you making some kind of food or clothing or something? Those <laughs> days are over, right? For sure. Absolutely. Get outside. That do something. So it's, and ask for help. Just ask for help. We all, all right. need to. You heard it, ladies. We're asking for help when we need it. We're keeping right. our sanity. We are uh, preventing the burnout by not over extending ourselves anymore make time for yourselves this week follow up with those two challenges to ask for help and to uh, get the post-it notes or get the affirmations and goal setting going make these small steps be a very pivotal turning point for you so that you know come next week you you go into the weekend feeling really successful with the decisions that you're making and very proud of yourself so um, it's been awesome having Steven on the show. Um, you guys can reach it's out fun. to him. Tell him how cool he is uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Steven underscore Don, D-A-H-N. And uh, yeah, you can bring it on. The last thing I tell you to do is <clears throat> ask your partner, ask your guy to just listen to you. Listen to you. Don't try to fix problems and watch the changes that happen. Heck yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my parting words. If you're going to ask anything, ask the best thing you could do for me, honey, is to just listen. Don't try to fix it. Perfect. I like it. But yeah, reach out and tell me how cool I am. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that for, for sure. sure. <laughs> Wait, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Okay, perfect. <laughs>
Well, ladies, that does it for this show for today. I hope that you found some inspiration, some good advice, and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week. I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.